Welcome to the Yeah Girl Podcast, where we're tackling hard topics with women of the word. Hey everyone, welcome back to the second episode of the Yeah Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Phillips. And I'm Skylar Burrow. Yep. (laughs) Um, This week, we are so excited to dive into these topics. Um, We are going to be talking about singleness and discontentment. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that can seem kind of negative, putting those two together, Mm -hmm. but we're going to be talking about... um, even discontentment when you're not in a relationship. I feel like we see singleness as um, being discontent in it and being Mm -hmm. dissatisfied a lot. So we're going to be talking about how um, do we go about um, that in a biblical way and how do we deal with both of those things. And both Skylar and I are in very different seasons in life right now and different experiences with this. Mm -hmm. So personally for me, um, I'm single. Like I said in past episodes, I am traveling with a group, a ministry called Life Action. So I'm a ministry missionary, goodness, Mm -hmm. um, for this year. And so I, um, my focus is just serving the Lord right now. Doesn't mean that I don't struggle (laughs) with being discontent though. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I don't struggle with being single in this season, especially right now we're recording this during the holidays. Mm. So that's a fun time for single people, (laughs) but, um, yeah, we're just going to be talking about how to deal with that. And Skylar for you, you're in what kind of season? So I'm in a season of not singleness, but I still (laughs) feel like I can speak into it a little bit because, I feel like I kind of messed up in that. So starting off, I've been in a relationship for a year and three months. I had to do that math before the podcast. I did not remember that. (laughs) Um, But as I'll kind of talk about, um, I jumped into a relationship too soon. I dated the guy that talked about my testimony. and I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm going to be single for a long time now. And I guess God had other plans, but I definitely didn't obey the way I should have because I should have said no at the time and waited until God like said, you are ready to be able to handle someone else and handle someone Mm. else's emotions. Um, But instead I was like, "Ah, it'll probably be fine. Spoiler alert, it was not fine. (laughs) (laughs) My boyfriend and I struggled so much in the beginning of our relationship. We're good now. Um, But it took a lot of prayer and a lot of thought and a lot of past relationship hurt and past relationship trauma and discontentment within the relationship, Mm. which is something that we will also talk about too, how not every relationship will make you satisfied and be sunshine and rainbows. It was actually quite difficult and, in my opinion, harder than being single. Mm. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So we're not coming at this with no experience and no knowledge (laughs) um, about these topics. Like Mm -hmm. we've been through it. Um, and so we we just want to speak truth into you guys, yeah. truth into ourselves about these two things. Mm-hmm. So we have um, we've broken it down into some basic questions. So yeah. where we're going to start is, can God satisfy my heart? Mm-hmm. Um, I think in today's time, we just kind of um, do all the Christian things and like highlighting our Bible, writing the notes, doing everything mm-hmm. that we can um, to have him satisfy us, but we don't realize that it's, it's he who satisfies us. Yes. We, we can't keep seeking the satisfaction itself. We have to seek him. Yeah. So, which leads me into the next question. How do we actually find satisfaction in God? Like, how are we going to do that? First, stop seeking the satisfaction. Yes. Um, that's not why you're, you're seeking the Lord. Um, our feelings about God do not get to dictate the truth about God. Yeah. And so when, we are looking at our circumstances and whether that be good or bad, um, that's that's not who God is because our yeah. feelings are fleeting. They're unreliable, so like, but God is reliable mm-hmm. and he is constant and um, he we can trust him. And mm-hmm. so um, we can't let our feelings get in the way of that. So when we're trying to be satisfied in him, um, 
like I said, it's you're not seeking the satisfaction, you're seeking God himself. Yeah. So don't let your feelings get in the way. And um, yeah, so dissatisfaction, um, a reminder, like Skylar was saying with like her season, what she's been through with her and her boyfriend, dissatisfaction can settle into anyone's heart at yeah. any given time. It can happen anytime. It doesn't matter if you're single or in a relationship um, in a season of life that you've been praying about and dreaming yeah. about. Like it can settle in anyone's heart at any time. So like, mm-hmm. why? Why does that happen? Yeah. Um, and this quote from Felicia Masonheimer, I love her so much. Um, she says, oh man, this one gets me every time. It says, <laughs> if you are dissatisfied with God, there's a big chance your relationship with him is impersonal. Like, wow, ouch. Yeah. (laughs) Because I feel like dissatisfaction or discontentment, like you don't realize it's coming on most of the time. It's like being overwhelmed. Um, Like as a one, I let everything build (laughs) up and then I blow up. And that's the same thing that happens to me when it comes to being dissatisfied or discontent. Um, You don't realize it's coming on. And um, like even the other day, like I had such a bad attitude all day long and was just like upset with any, everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know I'm not PMSing right now. <laughs> like what's going on? Like I even snapped at my mom and had to apologize to her. Yeah. And I was like, okay, God. And I just like sat down and tried to be still and was like, what's going on? What's going on in my heart right now? Yeah. Like, Check why am I so posture. angry? Yeah, yeah. That, there you go. I'm checking the heart posture. Yep. And he revealed to me that I was being discontent, mm. that I was letting that bitterness um, be being shown on him mm. because he wasn't giving me what I wanted. I was being very That's discontent good. in my singleness where I was in life. I yeah. wanted to get back on the road because I'm on break right now and mm-hmm. um, was just just angry with him and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. And so um, that ended up the actions that I took in that, my behavior from those feelings was not seeking a deep personal relationship with him. And yeah. so the outcome of that was my dis- dissatisfaction yeah. and my discontentment. And that's so good because not only can we become dissatisfied and then, so the key is to seek God through that, right? But then mm-hmm. we can also try to seek God even impersonally, like you were talking about, like we can kind of fake it. Mm-hmm. Um and we can fake it to put on a good image. Sometimes we want to impress people. Sometimes there is a guy you want to impress and you want to say, look, I'm the, I'm the best Christian girl there is. <laughs> or even just like um, people in the church, like you want to be like that girl. Like you want to be the girl who has it all together, which, spoiler alert, you can literally never have it all together. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um and maybe you have a stance in the church. Like um, I work in, I work at the church. So I kind of feel like I have eyes on me at all times, you know? So I feel like sometimes it's like, oh, well, I can't say that sin because that's too far. Or, I can't say I'm struggling with that because I don't want people in the church to think I'm disqualified from what I like feel called to do. Right. Um, and then also, this is so funny because I've been dealing with this lately. We feel like we can persuade God. Mm. Like, hey, God, I will read my Bible and like do all these things and we don't even have to say it like that. Sometimes we can be like, well, if I read my Bible, God will bless me or, oh, (laughs) yeah. And it's real. Like, oh, if I am nice to this person, someone else will be nice to me. Like we always feel like there's a reward for everything we do and we feel like we're persuading God um, to reward us. um, So we seek him. We say, God, please, and then God will deliver. And, like, that's not always what's going to happen. But also, we can't see the whole plan. Right. And I'm sure you've had that preached to you so many times. But the truth is we truly cannot. Anything you're feeling, and like Brie was saying earlier, you can't base, like, what's going on off of your feelings because your feelings don't understand anything. Mm-hmm. Like, feelings are fleeting. Like, feelings don't make sense. Yeah. So, 
yeah. So now that we've kind of gone over like the root of dissatisfaction and discontentment, let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about like the singleness part of yeah. things. Yep. So why are women so discontent in the church? And this doesn't have to just apply to women either. This can apply to guys too, because I've seen guys and girls both come to church and be like, all right, I'm ready to find a husband. I'm ready to find a wife. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Man, but what if you were here to find a relationship with Jesus? Like, how much would your life change? Like, yes, your life would change if you got into a relationship, but it wouldn't even be a fulfilling relationship if God wasn't in the midst of it. Amen. Um, So why do Christian societal norms pressure women to seek a husband before the Lord? Mm. Why do you think? I think the answer is kind of in the question itself. Um, The societal norms like it's just become normal. Mm-hmm. Like since I don't even know how long for women to get married first before they can do stuff. I think we often, yeah. um, people of the church often think of it as like, oh, your life doesn't start until you get married. Yeah. Like you can't start serving and like building the kingdom until you're married. Yeah. Like that gives thing. you more experience. Yeah. Like, oh, you have more experience to do the work of the church now that you're married, which can be true in some aspect because you are, you know, with a whole nother human taking mm-hmm. care of a whole nother human, you know, like right. <laughs> there's not two of you but also don't let that disqualify you because in a season of singleness god could teach you things that maybe you wouldn't be able to realize if you weren't in a season of singleness yeah that's so so true yeah Yeah. um but yeah so when we think of singleness and we look at the bible somebody that everyone kind of thinks of is paul Mm -hmm. he um was single Mm -hmm. his whole life he never married um and he talks about how singleness is a blessing And I know I used to get so disheartened by that. I was like, come on, Paul. Like, how is it a blessing? You're lying. When you're like so bitter and you're like looking at that. But like for myself, thinking about singleness as a blessing, like it truly is. Like you Mm. don't have Mm -hmm. to really worry about anyone else. Um, I mean, like, yes, you're going to worry about your family and your friends and stuff. But like you don't Mm -hmm. have to consider everybody else or anyone else when Mm -hmm. you're taking those steps of like if he's calling you out to somewhere like for me he called me to life action I didn't have to think about anybody else Mm -hmm. I just had to think about like oh is this where God wants me to go okay then I'll go like that's part of the blessing that Paul is talking about like you can do what he wants you to do the Lord wants you to do without Mm -hmm. any distractions yeah um and it makes it easier to pursue the Lord that way but like you were saying earlier like being um being married to someone, having a spouse, that is a blessing too. Yeah. Um, in its own ways, like two are better than one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You can still do all those things and be married, but also if you were single, like there's just this weight off of you. And mm-hmm. I feel like I can speak into that too, because like our young adults pastor says, like, if there's no ring, like you're not committed yet, which yeah. doesn't mean like go off and date like 15 people. Like that's definitely not what I'm saying. Like I'm definitely, I'm only dating one guy and I'm trying to see if like he's <laughs> fit for marriage and like that kind of stuff. But also at the same time, like I'm fully confident that wherever God places me right now is where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And like, I still don't have to think about him yet. Um, of course I wouldn't want to be like, Oh, peace out. you like, I don't feel like being in here anymore. I'm going to move away. Um, so I wouldn't want to do that, but also, um, it's really cool that I'm also in a season of working in ministry and being able to work on myself and my relationship with God before I even have to think about, um, you know, getting a ring on my finger, like getting getting married, like all those things. Cause then you have a lot more to worry about because it's not just you. Maybe it's even, you know, you might get more burdened down with like, oh, I have to work more because now I have to like 
own a house or I have to like own an apartment or right. um, I have to feed two people now. Like there's always like something else. But with the season of singleness, um, there's so much grace, I feel like, that mm. God gives you because it's just you and him. And it's so personal. Um, and I'm just seeking a relationship with him and anything else that comes um, I know will be from the Lord because my relationship with him is first. Yeah. So um, Paul talks about um, in 1 Corinthians 7, 7 through 8, and that's kind of the verse you were talking about. Like whenever I used to read it, whenever I was single, I was like, Paul, you don't know. Like maybe you just didn't couldn't find a wife. Maybe that's why you're saying this. Like maybe you're jealous and you're trying to justify it. But now looking back, Paul is right. <laughs> so 1 Corinthians 7, 7 through 8 says, I wish that all of you were as I am, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. Now to the unmarried and the widows, I say it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. And Paul is saying that because of what we were just talking about. Paul had no commitment to anyone. Paul up and moved. Paul sent letters. Paul went and visited churches. Paul planted churches. Like Paul was so cool and he was such a cool guy to show singleness through because not only was he single, he was so content. Mm -hmm. And he was so happy to be helping people. And he was so happy to be planting those churches. And he was even happy to die for the word of the Lord. Like that is something that even if you're single or not, like we're not always happy and excited to think about persecution from the Lord, right? Yeah, no. But Paul was like, I have nothing except for God. So if I die because of God, okay. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, I mean, like I we, oh my goodness, we take Philippians 4.13 out of context all the time. So the so one that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Paul was in jail at that time. Yeah. And the strength that he's talking about is from the Lord. Yeah. Like that is strength. That's That is satisfaction in him. That is contentment in him and knowing mm -hmm. that um, it is a peace knowing that God is with you no matter what. Yeah. It's a peace that's not coming from your circumstances, but yeah. it's solely from the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so that's what he's talking about there. And I felt like that kind of tied in with that. Yeah. Because like sure. Paul knows what he's talking about. Definitely. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. God would not have inspired him to write it down. Yeah. Um, and so we have to remember that. And um, that, that strength, that contentment is coming from God himself. Yeah. Um, but... Um, what do we do with all that that we just yeah. talked about? Like, how do we apply everything we just talked about? And I think for contentment, um, and this goes into singleness and dis um, discontentment, is that um, we need to be personally seeking God out, that we mm -hmm. need to have that deep personal relationship with him. But like, what does that look like? So there's four points that, I mean, I'm a bullet point person. It helps me remember <laughs> things better. Yeah. So number one, seek out his character, get to know him, like study his character in, his, in the word mm -hmm. um, through the Old Testament and the New Testament, um, who God is, the characteristics of Jesus. They're, they're three in one, but like get to know who he is. Yeah. Um, and an analogy that I give in children's ministry all the time, um, I don't know where I learned it from, <laughs> but it's like, if you have a best friend, you're going to be spending a lot of time with them. You're going to know their favorite color. Mm -hmm. You're going to know um, their little sayings, their favorite TV show, all these little things. And you can anticipate how they'll react to things. And yeah. you'll know what their voice sounds like. And it is the same thing with our father. We need to be spending time with him, not just in his word, but in prayer too. Yeah. Um, we need to know what his voice sounds like. So study his character, get to know him, spend time getting to know God. And then two... Get to know his expressions and his emotions too, mm -hmm. because we have emotions and we're created in his image. Yeah, so, so true. Study that, mm -hmm. and then three, assess your prayer life. Like, 
are you actually spending that time with him? Mm -hmm. Are you being still? Are you um, trying to listen to him? Are you talking to him? Are you um, just like, when was the last time you actually just sat down and were still in his presence that you looked at the Psalms Mm -hmm. and you just worshiped him and you just thought about him and put away all distractions Mm -hmm. and just spent time with him. Um, So assess your prayer life. Like, how are you talking to him? How much are you talking to him? And then finally, keep your eyes open to watch God work. You need to be expectant to see him work because he is a mighty God. He is so vast and um, we need to have an understanding of how big he is. Like we're never going to fully sure. understand, yeah. but expect him to move and yeah. expect to see him move. Yeah, exactly. Don't put him in a box. Like yeah. keep your eyes open to that. So yeah. Yeah. And I think going off of that too, I think it's easy to become dissatisfied in our relationship with God, just as any other relationship, because you know, God isn't sitting across from us at this table with a microphone talking to us about what we should do or like how Mm -hmm. we should act or even like how we should feel. Like that's not what that relationship looks like. But we try to base God's relationship, our relationship with God off of every other relationship we have. Like, Mm. oh, this person helps me. This person got me a gift. This person did this. This person did this. Um, And so we kind of compare God and it's like, okay, God, what are you doing for me? Whenever Mm -hmm. in reality, he did everything we needed him to do. Like he sent his son to die on the cross. Um. And we can become so dissatisfied in our relationship with him if he's not doing exactly what we wanted, even though he knows so much better. It's like mm-hmm. whenever you're little and you had like eight pieces of candy and your parents are like, I'm not going to give you another one. And you're like, I cannot believe my parents just betrayed <laughs> me like this. That's kind of how we feel with God. Like, hey, God, thank you for all these blessings, but I need this. And God could be like, no, you don't. Or I have something better or I have something that's more in my will. And you're just like, I can't believe you right now. I'm not going to talk to you for a whole day. Like (laughs) we kind of punish him like any other relationship. Like we get annoyed, you know, but we need to really realize that God's relationship isn't like any other relationship. Like it's kind of a whole different animal. So don't base your heavenly relationship off of your earthly relationships. It should be vice versa. Exactly. It like it won't even compare like they're so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we kind of watch society and how they deal with relationships, too. And it's like, oh, that's how I should be handling my human relationships. And then we handle our human relationships wrong. And then that, ma- that makes us handle our God relationship wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So. We hope that you guys enjoy that little segment of singleness and discontentment. (laughs) But what's really cool is we got a question um, last week that actually goes along with this really well. So for our Q&A. So Brie, will you read that for us? Yeah, of course. So our question is, it says, so we aren't supposed to pursue the guy. They are supposed to pursue us. But what if they have no idea we like them? Are we ever allowed to make the first move? Uh, this is so good because I remember the high school, like sitting in a circle and being like, oh my gosh, I really like this guy, <laughs> like a church camp or whatever. Like, I wonder if he even knows I exist. I wonder if he notices me. Oh my gosh, this brought me back to a time. And then he looks at you, you make eye contact. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, he's in love with me. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> he loves me. This brought me back to a time actually <laughs> where I was at like a weekend church camp and I was about to get in the shower and I had a huge crush on <laughs> one of these church guys and my friend was dating one of his best friends. So she was like, hey, Skylar, (laughs) what if I texted my boyfriend and I asked him to ask the guy that you like if he likes you? And I was like, okay, (laughs) like, please do that. Like, that sounds great. And then um, I was about to get in the shower. (laughs) 
And she did it. And then the guy responded with, no, I do not like her. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, that's okay. And then I got in the shower and cried Aww. at church camp. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> but anyways, all that to say, there is no right or wrong way to do this. Um, there is. <laughs> Maybe don't do it that way. But that, I mean, if you do it, it's okay. I got an answer. So like, you know. But I think that we put too much pressure on ourselves or on another person um, whenever God already knows exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. So first things first, you need to wonder why the person you like is single in the first place. Get to know them. There might be red flags that you didn't see on the surface. Mm. So not saying that everyone is single who's single is bad, but maybe just they just got out of a relationship and they discovered something about themselves that they need to fix. Or maybe they're not in a relationship yet because God is like, no, I'm working on you right now. I would rather you give all your attention to me. And all of that is perfectly okay. And so if you figure out that that's an issue with someone, probably just hold off. Like maybe one day, but as for right now, like let them get fixed up first for their future spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, second, God wired women to want to be pursued and God wired men to want to pursue. So this will come naturally a lot of the time. And I think that we forget that whenever um, we get so obsessed with someone. We're like, because like I was obsessed with that guy. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I need my friend to ask him so that then I can know. And if he likes me back, then we can start talking and like all that stuff. We get into just, I was obsessed. Like you get obsessed with a person. You get obsessed with the outcome of what happened. You can get obsessed. But deep down in our hearts, like that was high school. That was hormones. That was Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But now that we're older, Um, We need to see that our relationships on earth should perfectly reflect the heavenly relationships and God chases after us Mm -hmm. and he always chases after us. Um, So that kind of leads into the next thing. Um, Will you be the only one pursuing the whole time you're in the relationship if you pursue first? Um, It can be, I've watched so many girls just go through relationships where a guy is just with them to have a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And that is so hard. But then I look at the common, like, denominator of the girl pursued the guy. Right. Um, And I'm not saying this is always wrong. Like, it can work. It definitely can. But if the woman starts pursuing and then she keeps pursuing the entire time, the guy feels like he doesn't have to do anything because he already has her wrapped around his finger. Of course, that's manipulative, guys. And not all guys are like that. Like, it could work out well, like I said. Mm -hmm. But I've seen so many, like, Christian Christian, quote-unquote, relationships go like that. Whenever it's like, well, I don't know. I just thought he was perfect for me. He's Christian. He loves Jesus. And it's like, well, he still may not be ready, though. Like, you can be Christian and not be ready to be in a relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. Or God can even call people to singleness for a longer amount of time than other people. And that doesn't make it wrong. Like... I know some people who are in their 30s and who are still single and they're thriving and doing ministry. And then I know people who got married at 18, 19, you know, like we're all so, so different. Um, Yeah. And I think like when it comes to like what you were saying earlier, you can even look at the Bible and see how men and women were pursuing each other. Like look at Ruth and Boaz. That's like the greatest, not one of it's like one of the greater like (laughs) earthly love stories. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say the greatest love story, but like that's Jesus. He's the greatest love <laughs> For story. sure. But anyway, but Ruth and Boaz, like Ruth threw down her handkerchief. Like mm-hmm. she made that first step mm-hmm. 
but Boaz took it from there. Yes. Like she put yeah. herself out there because Naomi told her to. Like yeah. I highly encourage you guys to go read the story. Yeah. Um, but then Boaz took lead from there. Yes. Like she let him know, like, yes, I'm interested. Yes. And then the Lord worked through that and blessed yeah. her through that. Because it's so easy to see in the Bible that Boaz was a godly man who knew that a woman deserved to be pursued. Right. And if you're in a relationship right now where um you feel like you're doing all the work and you feel like you're the one pursuing, maybe sit down and pray about that because there could be like a big reason because girl you don't deserve that like you deserve no. to be pursued and you deserve to have someone who's just so excited to be with you and you deserve to have someone who wants to have a relationship just like how God has a relationship with us like they want you and they want to chase you mm -hmm. you know not chase you in a bad way in a creepy way but <laughs> <laughs> they want to pursue you um so we can pursue first, but take time to wonder what your heart posture is. And that's kind of the final answer to this question is what is your heart posture when you are going to pursue a guy? Mm -hmm. um, is your heart posture, I'm single and he's cute? Um, is your heart posture, I've been praying about this for a really long time and I really just want to see what happens? Because um, that can be totally okay. But I think sometimes we're like, well, all my friends are in relationships. This dude's single. He's a Christian. Let's go for it. Mm. And then if he's not ready, you're going to get your heart broken. Or if he's not ready, you're going to be stuck in a relationship that is not for you. Or if you're not ready. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you're the one not ready. That's why you want to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Sometimes wonder why you're seeking a relationship above um, seeking a relationship with the Lord. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The why is important. I mean, like we just talked about that with um, with contentment is mm -hmm. it's why you're seeking the Lord. Yeah. Um, you have to answer that question. Definitely. It, yeah. And why are you seeking for a relationship? Yeah. Like you have to know your motives. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed, um, this podcast about singleness and discontentment. Um, we're still going to have our Q and A open. We would love to answer any questions or any, maybe this made you think about something. Um, or maybe it made you bring up another question, even if it doesn't have to do with the topic, we'll still answer any Q and A questions. Um, so if you want to text, yeah, girl, Y A G I R L to 618-224-1216, you will be able to submit a question to our Q and A. Um, but we are so happy that you tuned in with us today and we really pray that maybe, um, God was able to reveal something in your heart or he was able to speak to you through um, what we brought to you today, um, God's word and so a little bit of wisdom from women in the word. So yeah. we're so happy that you came and joined us and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.